Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. It is Friday, May 8th, 2020. It is the day after the NFL 2020 regular season schedule has been released and some very, very interesting things to talk about when it comes to the Giants schedule. And here to help me break it down is Jackson Thompson. He is a writer with GiantsCountry.com, which is a SI.com sports channel, also the site that I happen to manage. Jackson, thanks for taking the time to join me. No problem. Great to be here, Patricia. All right. So initial reaction after looking at the Giants schedule. Yeah, obviously the first thing you got to look at is the opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. That's a very interesting option for the NFL to give the Giants on a on an interesting. It's an interesting circumstance. Obviously, they're going to be getting it. Uh, who knows? Uh, depending on when this virus ends, it's it's going to loom large over the New York area, which is probably why the NFL wanted to give them something at home, something to uh, you know distract from the tra- a home football game on Monday night. It's also the 10th anniversary of the opening of MetLife Stadium. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a very, very uh, celebratory event, I think, that, that home opener against the Steelers. And we'll see if the Giants uh, can put together a team that's good enough to take down the Steelers because that's obviously one of the most consistent organizations in the NFL. And they're usually always pretty good early on in the season, too. So it's going to be a big challenge as well. And that game, of course, is one of two Monday night home games for the Giants. The first time in the 51-year history of Monday night football that the Giants will be featured twice on Monday night football at home. Not, you know, during a season, but at home. And, um, you know, you mentioned that it would be a, a celebratory thing. That is, of course, assuming that fans will be able to be in attendance. It's going to kind of be watered down. I think if it's just, you know, the players on the field and no fans, but right now we just don't know what's going to happen with the COVID virus uh, and and the pandemic that's kind of shut everything down. Fingers crossed. The NFL seems to think that, you know, they'll be able to get a season in um, and uh, hopefully that will be the case. And, you know, I just mentioned, you know, the fact that the Giants have two Monday night games, Jackson, the other one, as we probably could have predicted, Tom Brady and the Bucks. your thoughts about that one, which will also see Rob Gronkowski roll into MetLife Stadium. We will see a lot of talent on the field for that Monday night game. And you have to think, you think maybe this would be a good enough matchup even without Brady. Because the Buccaneers, this game actually falls in the middle of a huge stretch of primetime games. The Buccaneers, they got four primetime games in five weeks, and this one falls right in the middle of it, the second one they play. And obviously, the Brady against the Giants is a big draw, but he also got Daniel Jones taking on uh, the team that he made his debut against last year in a very dramatic game. The last two, the last three Giants-Buccaneers games have been, you know, barn burners. To go back and look at them so that's a rivalry that's just giving some great drama regardless but brady definitely brings a different dimension to it as far as storylines as far as attention and we're going to be seeing a lot of the bucks on national tv this year so the giants they're getting the, they're getting the treatment as well as anyone anyone else's now one game that did not get scheduled that i have to admit was a bit of a, a relief for me um is that the giants did not draw the cowboys on the road week one that they had done that i think every year since 2000 15, I want to say, but 
the Giants did draw the Eagles on the road for Thursday night. Um, yeah. And I was like, ah, couldn't get away from that tradition. Some thoughts about, um, you know, th- th- that primetime game. I mean, the Lincoln Financial Field, always a tough place for the Giants to play. Always a tough place. Always a tough place, especially on primetime games. It's just, always, you know, whenever you look back at the Giants seasons over the past years, the ones that have just featured uh, really low moments for the organization, whether it be Eli Manning pulling under 500, obviously the Victor Cruz injury in that 27 nothing shutout many years ago, it, it, it is it is always uh, circled as a bit of a scary game and it falls right around Halloween, which is perfect, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And as far as the Cowboys, you know, that, that week one uh, strategy, it, it's produced some really bad football over the years. I mean, the last three Giants Cowboys openers, they've been brutal. I think they just needed to give that a break because it ended up being a waste of a, uh, you know, a big slot. You know, you're better off having these teams a little bit later in the season when, division games uh, you know have that parity because it's obviously just something any team no matter how bad they are is is circling and the, obviously the, the better teams they they're a little bit more conditioned so there's always more parity in division games i think later in the season than early so i think uh i think it's a good move by the nfl because that's just been a hard one to watch each of the past three years now speaking of hard i go when i look at the schedule and the giants have consecutive games in weeks four and five west of the Mississippi, and in the past, the Giants haven't, you know, spent an extra day out on the West Coast. They basically would fly out on a Saturday, play the game on a Sunday, be back on a Monday. Uh, Joe Judge was asked about that in the statement that he put out um, as part of the schedule release and said, you know, for the most part, historically, they've gone out on Fridays to give the players an extra day. Would you, if you're a judge, take advantage of the extra day, or do you find that to be, you know, the distraction that, you know, the past head coaches did? You know, I can't speak uh, as far as that perspective. That That's probably a, be- a question better served for the players. But, I mean, if you go back and look at the history of the Giants leaving out a day early, I mean, it, there's been, there have been teams that have had, you know, some, you know, some bad incidents. The Giants haven't. You know, I remember the most recently – they had to leave early, early, obviously, for the London game against the Rams a couple of years ago. But I don't see it. I don't see it as a huge issue from, uh, you know, from my perspective. But the thing about those West Coast trips is that the NFL did not give the Giants a break. Obviously, sometimes they'll schedule a team to play uh, an East Coast team to play a West Coast team two weeks in a row if they got two on the schedule. That way, they just make a one-week trip out to the California. But nope, the Giants are going to have to go to Los Angeles at the end of, at the beginning of October. And then much later in the season, they got to go to Seattle. So that's going to be a rough one. Indeed. And uh, Jackson, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Giants 2020 schedule. Folks, stay with us. Hey, Giant fans. If you're like me, every so often you crave something sweet in between meals. And when I get that sweet tooth craving, I satisfy it with a Bilt Bar. Built Bars come in 16 amazing flavors and deliver all the sweetness of a candy bar without the high sugar or calorie contents. Covered in 100% chocolate, Built Bars deliver a healthy dose of protein and fiber that holds you over in between meals. To give you an example, my personal favorite flavor, Mint Brownie, contains 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, and is only 110 calories. And now, for listeners of the Locked On Giants podcast, you can try the amazing nut 
and Nut Free Flavors Built Bar offers. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. And this show, by the way, is being brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the maker of probably the best protein bar that I have ever tasted. And I, I love candy. And now when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the code Locked On at checkout, you can take $10 off your first order. Check them out, BuiltBar.com. All right, Jackson, let's get back to the schedule. The bye week is going to be uh, week 11, which is the third season in a row the Giants are having the bye week late. But the thing that also kind of jumped out at me that makes this kind of a, a tough schedule, and by the way, I threw out this whole strength of schedule argument. I think that's just a waste because teams change. But the Giants' schedule has three short work weeks in which, you know, they have less than a week to prepare. There's the two work weeks following the Monday night games in weeks one and eight, and then the short work week after uh, week six, which is a home game against Washington when they have to go to Philadelphia to play that Thursday night game. I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, those sh- having that many short work weeks in the season? Do you think the Giants can overcome that? Well, you know, those are tough for any team, but they're especially difficult for a team like the Giants because first-year head coach, young quarterback, new offense, new defense, tons of new rookies. I mean, they're going to need preparation more than anything else. That's the most important part, I think, of their team philosophy this year. Obviously, that's probably what Joe Judge would say. And, you know, preparation, uh, when, you're just, you're, when you're deprived of it, it's like being deprived. It's like an injury in a way because, you know, you're losing reps on the field. So I think they're at a huge disadvantage, you know, for those for those work weeks, both of them, especially since uh, they got to go to Philly. It's just cruel by the NFL when you think about it. You know, like this is a matchup that's been so difficult for the Giants, brutal, and they continue to just make it harder on them. I mean, maybe maybe people like watching the Eagles fumble the Giants. Maybe that's a, a guilty pleasure of people around the country, regardless of their fandom. Could be. I mean, I, I saw that and I said, well. They got away with not having to go to Dallas, but that Eagle game, primetime, um, they, they weren't as lucky, I guess. Were you surprised that the Cleveland game not only was not a, a primetime game, but it's actually being played week 15, which is December 20th? Uh, obviously, the connection there being uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s return. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, the NFL? This is probably one of their biggest surprises of the night because that Cleveland game, everyone was saying, Odell Beckham coming back to New York, Odell Beckham coming back to New York. Now, when I saw that game, I saw two things about it. One, I felt it had to be late in the season because these are two old-school franchises. I think they're going to exceed expectations, both of them, and that game late in the season when the weather's cold, these two old-school, gritty, you know, blue-collar franchises playing in, in December, that's a perfect way to go about it. And I thought it would have to be on on national television just because Odell Beckham's returning to the Giants. But the NFL went with the decision to just have it be that late-season matchup without any of the distractions. And you know what? I'll say this. That is a huge disadvantage to Odell Beckham because he just plays better under the lights. He always has. He's always had his moments on national television in primetime. And he's not getting that when he goes to the Giants unless it gets flexed, which is very possible. 
Indeed, that is a possibility, but I guess it would depend on, you know, what where the two teams stand record-wise. Usually, though, um, it, it's rare, I think, for an AFC versus an NFC game to get flexed. It would have to be really significant. Um, and, and, you know, it's just maybe because Beckham is two, is going to be two years removed at that point from the Giants. Um, so maybe the schedule makers just didn't think it would be that big of a draw. But still, I know a lot of people, including myself, I, I have to confess, I was kind of hoping it would be early season and it would be, you know, prime time. But I guess with it being later season, it's got a better chance of being played, especially if the beginning part of the season does have to be uh, canceled. And speaking of which, were you surprised that the scheduler, the the uh, NFL scheduler, uh, when they put this together, initially we had heard reports that um, all the AFC games might be played first, and then you know the the interconference games, and then the division games would be saved for you know the rest of the the you know, the later part of the season, you know, just in the event, again, stuff had to be canceled or postponed. So were you surprised to not see that? You know, I was seeing that all over the place earlier in the day and yesterday, but it just goes to show you how much uh, you could really take these leaks. You know, anyone can be, anyone can start a Twitter account and start a leak. And that's what it ended up being. I thought it would have been interesting, but let me tell you why I think it's a good thing. It's going back to that Cleveland game. That Cleveland game, I talked about it on the website a couple a couple days ago. There's so many storylines with it, so many. The fact that it's in New York, I think, is also really good. On top of the Beckham thing, you also have Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones. And these are two guys, you know, like I said, very similar in how they came to their teams. They have a very similar story, but they're completely different as people. So just Baker Mayfield versus Daniel Jones. If these guys are in playoff contention at all, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big storyline. And the two new head coaches, Joe Judge, Kevin Stefanski, uh, kind of they come from two opposite different places. Stefanski even has connections to Pat Shermer, so that's an interesting connection there. And it's just a, it's it's a very underrated rivalry because it goes back many years it's historic like the giants and the redskins and the giants and the eagles indeed the giants going on i think year number 95 if i'm not mistaken founded in 1925 yeah. one of the original nfl uh franchises and you know just such rich history you go back and you look at some of the highlights uh throughout the their history with some of these uh teams and i and, and you did a, a story on something uh to that effect the, the best games um of, of the giants history against these opponents and that story can be found on giantscountry.com jackson let's take our final break when we come back we'll wrap it up with some last thoughts and uh then we'll call it a show so folks stay with us Hey, Giant fans, start the competition today with people important in your mom's life. Mother's Day is her Super Bowl, so celebrate this Mother's Day by scoring her favorite gift of the day. Your mom will be able to travel in her mind to exotic India, sample the food, and laugh at the perils of raising a teenager in 1950s India through a new book of fiction called The Henna Artist. Then anytime in May... Post a picture of your mom or yourself holding the ebook or book on Instagram or Facebook, and be sure to tag the author at the Alka Joshi. That's T H E A L K A J O S H I. A donation of four meals per post, up to ten thousand meals, will go towards feeding America. So giant fans, be sure to buy the Hannah Artist today at your favorite bookseller, such as Barnes & Noble, 
Amazon, Walmart, Costco, and Target, and make mom the ultimate winner in your family. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. We are talking schedule. The Giants schedule is out. Uh, came out Thursday night, so we are recording this particular podcast not too long after the, the schedule is out. Matter of fact, as we're recording it, the NFL Network is running its three-hour spectacular, breaking down every nuance of the schedule. Who's got time for that, right? Jackson, Jackson Thompson <laughs> from GiantsCountry.com is on the line with me, and we are breaking down the schedule, um, which, by the way, I should mention um, the Giants preseason schedule for those of you who care about such things, and I know I do because it is important. It's your first look at your young players. The Giants will have road games in week one and two against the Jets and Tennessee, respectively, Tennessee being one of two new preseason opponents that the Giants will face. Um, They will then play home games against the Packers and the Patriots. And again, uh, the Packers in week three of the preseason, new preseason opponent, um, and then the Patriots, who they always play uh, at the end. And the dates and times of those games are still to be announced, but those are the four preseason games. And then, of course, um, we go into the start of this regular season, which for the Giants will be September 14th on Monday night at home against Pittsburgh. And they will have the early game, the 7-15 game. I think there's two games that night, the Giants with the early one. So, Jackson, in looking at this schedule, where do you see the toughest spots for the Giants, the games that just maybe would make somebody nervous if they were hoping for, you know, the best? Uh, two of them really stand out to me, one early, one late. Uh, the first one's the San Francisco 49ers, uh, right up in week three. And that's, you know, they're going to be at home, but it's a tough opponent. It's an opponent that went to the Super Bowl. I think the 49ers match up pretty well with the Giants when you look at the strengths of their teams versus where the Giants are. Uh, and late season, the Baltimore Ravens uh, you know, against Lamar Jackson, right at two days after Christmas. That's uh, so a week 16 game. It'll be right toward the tail end of the season. And, you know, week 16, playoff positioning is on the line. So the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, they're going to be in the playoff hunt. Obviously, you can tell. So that's going to be a big game for them, a big game for that home crowd, which is very difficult to play in. And it'll probably be cold. It'll probably be cold because it's in Baltimore. And, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's another opponent that just matches up really well with the Giants. So I think, you know, how teams play and those when they're really overmatched really speaks a lot of them. So I think we'll also learn a lot about the Giants very early on when they play the Niners, how they handle an overmatched opponent. And I think we're going to learn a lot about what they're going to be long-term under Joe Judge in the, the December 27th game in Baltimore. Indeed. And, you know, and just also in looking the last, let me see, it's the last one, two, three, four games of the year, Arizona, Cleveland, at Baltimore, and then home at Dallas. So the Giants do get a little bit of a break in terms of they play three of their last four games at home, at least they're scheduled to. The Cowboys regular season finale uh, will be played actually in January 3rd, 2021, hopefully by then long before then, hopefully there'll be an answer to the COVID pandemic. But, um, you know, just in looking at the schedule, it, I, I'm just, I look at the the fact that there's no um, 
NFC East opponents until week five. And I guess, you know, we were talking about this earlier, how, you know, we were surprised that the schedule didn't follow the format that, that a lot of people were talking about with all the interconference games first and then the, you know, I'm sorry, all the non-conference games, then the interconference games, and then finally the division games. So the Giants don't play uh, division opponents until week five and six. Matter of fact, they've got three in a row there, weeks five, six, and seven. And I know I had I had heard reports that um, it was possible that if the, the NFL had to lop off the first four games, they would want to maybe set it up so that they they started with the NFC East uh, opponents, which they appear to have done. I would think. Yeah, I mean that's. That's what I said earlier is that, that you put that NFC East opponents earlier in the schedule. It's going to lead to some worse football with these. Uh, but the way they set it up here, they got, believe it or not, they got five divisional games in six weeks. And the only one that isn't is against Tom Brady. So the hearts, the heart of the Giants schedule, the middle, the middle weeks, uh, you know, that's going to be the most exciting football they play all year, I think. I, I don't know if they'll be able to stay in the playoff hunt to make those December games meaningful. Um, but the heart of the Giants schedule is going to have some exciting football because division opponents and, you know, that's the best time to play them is in mid, when you're in mid season form, that makes for usually the most entertaining NFC East football is in the middle of the season. So we'll see a lot of that and it'll go on for well over a month, you know, so we're going to have a really big month of exciting NFC East football with those, with those five games in six weeks. Indeed, that's probably like you said. That's that's the heart of the schedule, and you know, hopefully by then, you know, certainly if, if they'll be able, I'm hoping they'll be able to get the whole schedule in. But if not, I don't think I would lose any sleep about uh, them missing the first month of the season. You know, two games on the road and and a Monday night game. And you know, long time listeners know that I don't like night games. I hate them with a passion. And I don't like home night games because they're just long nights. And, you know, it's just uh, I would rather have one o'clock kickoff games if it were up to me. But, um, you know, who knows? Maybe this year we'll be uh, we'll have to cover them from our homes. I mean, there's so much still to be determined. And uh, whether or not they actually start this season on time um, will likely depend on, you know, when they start training camps. And, of course, it's all driven by health and safety uh, regulations, but the NFL does have, from what I understand, some, some contingency plans to where if they had to move games and, and reschedule them, they could push stuff back and even push the Super Bowl back, I think, until the end of February, which is right around the time I think they would be starting uh, the combine as, as a rule. But uh, just so much to be sorted out, you know, the giant schedule – you look at it, and it, it's funny. Again, I don't put much stock in the strength of schedule argument, but I just look at how everything falls, and I see some really, really rough patches. I mean, Jackson, any final thoughts from you about the Giants' schedule? Uh, one, one underrated game, one very underrated game. I think uh, it goes under the radar with the schedule is that game against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, December thirteenth, um, because. Daniel Jones versus Kyler Murray, that was some good football last. That was one of the more uh, entertaining games I think we got. Of course, the Giants lost, but this one will be late season. And uh, Daniel Jones, you know, I, Daniel Jones has something to prove against uh, Kyler Murray. Just naturally, he was number one. He won Rookie of the Year. And Daniel Jones was number six. And he didn't win Rookie of the Year. And, of course, 
Kyler Murray won last year. So December 13th against the Cardinals, I think Daniel Jones has that one circled. We'll certainly find out. I'm sure he's got all of them circled. I mean, Daniel Jones loves football, and I'm sure he's going to come out looking to really set the league on fire and just show everybody what progress he made. Um, and, and the Giants, look, they've got to start turning it around. They cannot go through another you know, slow start that ends up in a four or five win season. I mean, that would just not be the way to go. So a lot of unknowns still to be determined. Um, you know, right now, spring practices not being held because of the pandemic. We don't know yet about training camp. I know there was a report that NFL teams were going to look to start to open up um, facilities in mid-May. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, especially in the state of New Jersey, where we, I think the stay-at-home order was extended through the end of the month. But um, I think actually through the end of June, if I'm not mistaken. But hopefully a lot of football will indeed be on deck. And if it is, we at the Locked on Giants podcast, as well as at GiantsCountry.com, will be bringing it all to you on a daily basis. So on behalf of Jackson Thompson, this is Patricia Trana. Have a wonderful weekend, Giant fans, and we'll talk to you again next week.